0: Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morawski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back episode 212. Uh, I am Nick Morawski. This is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, You can find this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on the YouTube channel. Uh, You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, we try to do this on Sunday nights, sometimes Monday nights, uh, but we've got a pretty good track record of Sunday nights. Uh, We are on Twitter at good guys, TV, Facebook fan page, all that great stuff. Really appreciate you passing this podcast along to other Sox fans in your life as we're inching closer to that opening day so much to get to uh, I got to bring in my good friend lifelong White Sox fan Pat Hester hello sir
1: Nick it is uh it's fantastic to talk to you but before we get into you know the shenanigans and the fun of our show that we do every week yep. we bring to you every week and and it's fun to talk White Sox base while we inching closer to regular season but I do have to take a moment for some serious conversation mm. I've got to Maybe a moment of silence, even for N.W.I. Steve, whose Purdue oh. Boilermakers unceremoniously lost oh. in the first round of uh, of the NCAA tournament to a to a 16 seed. And I know that uh, he's a boisterous, uh, big Purdue fan and and puts mm. it all puts the stones on the line uh, every game to let everybody know how sure uh, big a yep. Boilermaker fan he is. Yep. And I couldn't under I, I mean I can't understand how crushed he is. At this moment, I know he'll never listen to this podcast, but my heart goes out to him and all of Purdue uh, nation for their, you know, I mean, really embarrassing. Uh, Lost in the first round, and our neighbors uh, to the east. It's yeah. uh, it's just yeah. a real it's a real shame. Uh, so anyway, so West, I got that out of the way. Yeah, our, our, our very quick moment of silence. Yeah. Just thought I'd send it out to our friend N- N.W.I. Steve. So uh, you a back. I'll get him on the show next week, and you can. Tell oh him, no, because he'll come after face. me. I'd rather do. He's it a big dude, by the way. He's a big. I'd dude. rather do all of this behind his back without his knowing on yeah. on a live podcast. So yeah, knowing well, that, that makes he'll. He won't make it over here. How are, are you, you, buddy? I'm doing I'm doing great, man. Uh, I consumed a lot
0: of White Sox baseball over this past weekend. Um, I I did not fill out a single bracket.
1: Yeah, well, I, th- you know, it, it's the same as mine. It's in the garbage because yeah. Well, <laughs> was, well that's what I just well, lit it on fire after the first after three Purdue
0: games. lost. Did it go like twenty million brackets were uh, filled out, and there are zero. Um, there's zero solid <clears throat> brackets at that point. Uh, well,
1: I, I will tell you that we, we had, it was a, it, the office at, uh, at ESPN 1000 was in shock. We had one person in the office pool that was perfect through day one mm-hmm. and, and God bless him. Charlie Bevins, uh, one wow. of our producers had a perfect bracket after that it was trash, but, mm-hmm. uh, it was unbelievable that anybody had a perfect bracket after, after the first day in our, our little yeah. office pool. So yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's March Madness. Yeah. It never disappoints. It I love it. I know you're not as into it as, as other folks are. I don't care about, uh, about college basketball until the conference tournaments, mm-hmm. but it, it, the, the NCAA tournament it never disappoints. It's always yeah. fun. It's yeah. always unpredictable. And whether you win money or lose yeah. money, you know, it's $25 well spent in my book.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, it is a fun time to just just head over to a you uh, know bar or, or wherever, and uh, you know you just sit there and you know you're watching some exciting basketball. And you never know what's going to happen, but I'll tell you, people don't believe me when I say like I- I'm all in on, on the White Sox. Yeah, yes, I follow other teams and I'm a sports fan, absolutely. But man, I am all in on the White Sox. So you know, I'll I'll watch a little uh, tournament action uh watched it we'll talk some WBC World Baseball Classic has been exciting but man I, I didn't get a bracket this year I've just been uh, focused on our Sox uh watched them on Friday uh, they were on NBC Sports Chicago the St. Paddy's Day game against the Cubs and then through the uh through the uh app the MLB uh, MLB TV app I watched them on uh, Saturday against the Dodgers with Kopeck on the mound and watched a little bit on Sunday with Cease on the mound against the Mariners so Uh, saw some saw some interesting stuff you know uh three three starters that are going to be in our rotation uh getting some work in everybody's working on something Clevenger Clevenger's comments on his outing were the most spring training of all comments I think I've read (laughs) in a long long time like he was working on like specific specific stuff so um yeah we'll get to uh you know, we'll get to some performances. We want—I want to talk some last Comiskey Park three because that dropped uh, this past Thursday. Um, anything right off the bat catch you? Um, something that you're like, man, uh, I got—I got to make sure I talk about this uh, this past
1: week. Well, I—I got to be honest with you. I haven't watched episode three yet. I haven't had an opportunity. Big birthday party at the house. Oh, I've been busy ever since I got home mm. uh, from the office this past week. So don't spoil it for me. But oh, give me wh- give me just uh, just general impressions of what you saw. I will I will consume it as soon as humanly possible. But you, you tell me what you thought. I, I saw somebody commented. You know, it brought him to tears. I can't remember yeah. who it was, yeah, uh, on Twitter. But I, I, that makes me just more and more excited to watch it. I mean, I
0: thought it was a really, uh, it was a sweet way to end it. Um, I particularly liked, you know, it kind of went silent. Uh, There was some organ music and you heard some of the crowd just from these videotapes that they had uh, compiled over the years on that that specific last day, though, on that last Mm -hmm. day of Comiskey in September, that last game. And just, you know, kind of letting the viewer, just take it all in Yeah, uh, almost like after a great broadcaster um, you know, a, a game just finished or a great play just happened and they know that just to stop talking, yeah. let, 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 let the viewer just take it all in, you know, let, let the moment breathe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a, it was crafted so well. Uh, obviously the bullpen was focused on uh, primarily in, in episode three and, and just the wild bunch that they were and, uh, Bobby Thigpen was always just a favorite of mine for, you know, obvious reasons, but Scott Radinsky, like it's, it's so enjoyable uh and how they, you know, were able to kind of like, you know, just click it on when they needed to click it on and uh, you're going to really enjoy it. It it was uh, it tied everything together. It was well done.
1: Do you make an appearance in episode three?
0: I do. Yeah. Oh man. I can't now,
1: now I can't wait to watch. I'm just going to, can I just fast forward it? what, what minute do you, do you jump in
0: here? Oh, you know what? I, I don't know uh, the minute I, the subject matter is uh, Harold Baines being acquired by the Oakland athletics. If you remember that I do remember that it was just such a, you know uh just a needle uh in, in mm. our sides you know it's something that i don't think the athletics needed but it's like they got this guy no. that the white Sox have retired his number you know and the socks are uh trying to catch them and it just it was real salt in the wound uh but yeah it, it's uh it's out there um it, it's Man, I, I really am happy for those guys. They're getting a lot of play, the Flesh yeah. Brothers, as they should. And it's uh, who knows what's going to happen with this, you know. I, but I, I, but I think uh, I think this will continue to to build, and I, I might watch it, a, you know, a few more times.
1: Now I know that we've we've talked with those guys, and and maybe it was in just conversation. Uh, maybe was a question you asked at one point, or or we were just talking about. But you know, what other you know documentary of, of a moment in time would you like to see outside of two thousand and five? I think you and I both agree. Maybe that ninety three team would would be worthy of of some more discussion. So I, I'd love to see them take that opportunity and run with a little bit uh, again with with something else, some some a, a new challenge for them if they wanted to, but that would be, it would be yeah. really fun to see them take this and go to, uh, you know, you know there's not, <laughs> there's not a ton of great winning seasons, but this team still has a rich history, uh, on the South side of, of a lot of great moments and passion, you know, from the fan bases. So I'd love to see them do something, you know, added on to this, just you know, the publicity they've gotten and, and doing more I think is warranted.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that or those early 90 moments um, when when they definitely took a new attitude, the White Sox, and took a different direction marketing. And, you know, uh, uh, the, the young talent that they talk about in 1990 uh, really grows into its own in mm-hmm. the in the early 90s, thus, you know, 93, 94. And so you can even do a 93, 94, you know, yeah. and, and that's 94 is kind of how you finish it of that, that disappointment. Of,
1: well, yeah. you have that disappointment and, and the owner of the ball club is, is ensconced and the, the reason why there wasn't a season, yeah, right? It was, it was heavily because of Jerry Reinsdorf and his position and yeah. the way he, you know, the, the, you know, how he was brought to the forefront and, you know, it was ironic that it was, it was a lot to do with him and the reason why if- the season didn't continue.
0: If Matt uh, Flesh is listening, um, he, I thought about this, and I was wondering if he could somehow partner with the authors of that Chili Dog MVP book, um, John Owens and David Fletcher. It came out last year, uh, essentially about Dick Allen and that 1972 year he had. Yeah, and in the book, though, there are so many other threads about you know the Sox potentially leaving Chicago and multiple different. You know reasons why, and Bud Selig's involvement, and is it Seattle? Is it maybe Milwaukee that they're going? And and Dick Allen really saved uh, the White Sox, you know, saved them from from staying, from leaving, and, and kept them on the south side. And uh, that to to get that brought to life. And he get that story from go from a book now to a documentary mm-hmm. that would be so important for White Sox fans to digest because there's a lot more than just that 72 team. Um, there's a lot of other things going on, but I think Dick Allen's a guy that needs to be remembered. He didn't spend a ton of time on the White Sox, uh, but it was impactful. Um, and to have his story then be brought to life that way, I think would be kind of cool.
1: And then eventually, someday we get to the year plus, year and a half plus, of uh, of the TLR redemption story that that didn't happen on the south side. That's going to be told somehow, some way. I, I yeah.
0: do. We're starting to get some some things out. You know, uh, the whisperer Bob Nightingale. He had an article a couple of weeks ago in the USA Today about you know almost trying to you know clear Tony LaRusa of all. You know well, you that trial blinded. it you know if you haven't read it folks it's it was a goofy like why are you writing this who told you from the White Sox organization well that's... you need to write this <laughs> right you know um kind of clearing Tony La Russa and absolving him and and it was interesting you know Lance Lynn Joe Kelly spoke on La Russa's behalf but Lance Lynn had some I thought some telling quotes that were out there in black and white of La Russa needed daily naps. He was, you know, speaking, he was speaking softly, you know, throughout the beginning of the year, we knew something was wrong. We couldn't really hear him. We knew there was some heart issues going on, but we know that there's so much more and he'll never say anything to anybody because he's that type of person. Like that quote from Lynn, it was like, why is this this a good idea to have LaRusso even starting this year? Mm-hmm. Like, why? It sounded like things were bad from the get go with him. And I only think more is going to come out. And I'd be fascinated if there was like a, t- a tell all. I don't know if that would ever happen, but there's a there people know a lot more than we know. Uh, yeah. that's on the surface right now.
1: Yeah, and that's the type of thing, Nick, that would take a lot of time, I think, because you've got to, I I don't think stuff like that comes out well. players that were on that team are currently with it the would have it's, to happen
0: years down right, the line. Right. Yeah. It, it's
1: yeah. it's like they're retired from the game type of situation. Yes. Or oh yeah. Or you know 10 you years know, I, maybe. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but that'll be there, that'll though. be great to to kind of because there's a lot of juicy stories, I'm sure that's yeah. there, but yeah, um, and and very interesting and fascinating things that I'm sure they had to be done behind the scenes just to get the team on the field and and somewhat uh, managed.
0: Yeah, I, I, I there's just such a different feeling right now, and and you know the more you read about player reactions and and I think this World Baseball Classic is is good for. Uh, the White Sox, uh, if I was a New York Mets fan or a Houston Astros fan, I'd probably mm. be thinking obviously much different from the injuries sustained by Edwin Diaz and now Jose Altuve. Uh, just recently, they're going to be missing significant time. And of course, the World Baseball Classic is not over yet, uh, so I don't want to speak too soon. But uh, that's something I want to get uh, later in this episode of someone brought it up on on Twitter that I thought was a great comment of like the highs of the, these games, these, the intensity of these games, could there potentially be a letdown by the, by the participants when they come back to Glendale or when they're facing these, you know, seemingly meaningless games in early April, but I feel like they're, they're extremely important. You know, I think there should be some urgency, but you know, it's 50 degrees and you're in Detroit and you're like, Man, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, a month ago, I was on the I was on the world stage, you know, where it was just in an electric atmosphere. Like, yeah, I I, you know, it's those those highs and lows. So that's something to to think about. But uh, this could be breaking news. This could be this could be the news uh, of the day. I, I don't know. I was walking down 35th Street today in the neighborhood and they've got all the new banners up. On Thirty mm-hmm. Fifth Street, they've got all the the light post banners that they yep. do. Um, all of the players, you know, they take them down almost immediately right after the season, and then they put up, you know, new designs, new graphics, you know, a fresh look with some of the new faces. Uh, and you'll see other, you know, dressing up uh, around the stadium uh, as the days and you know, shortly weeks come, you know, there'll be new stuff. And and I want to talk a little bit about uh, Lot B too. But guess who has got their own sign on a light post oh, on boy. 35th Street? Oscar Colas.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, the GOAT. LG. Leary. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe it's like we're, we're stamping it. We're doubling down. He's... He's, well, he you know Do you what? remember the big banner that LeBron James had like on the side of a building in Cleveland yeah. one time? Yeah. I, I that's what I expect for Leary someday. It's just going to be draped over the entire front yes, of the stadium. You, thank you, Leary. Never yes, leave us. I can't well, he's, gonna, he's gonna have some friends.
0: <laughs> I can't believe they kept me around and, <laughs> and uh, I was able to do everything I did. I nowhere else could I have ever done what I did, uh, and got the playing time. <clears throat> I did. Uh, I don't, you know, those banners go all the way East, uh, past the red line, uh, as you approach, um, bronzeville. So I didn't go all the way, you know, there, there might've been a lurry one down there. I'll have to go mm-hmm. to check it out tomorrow because the uh, sports Depot opens back up for the season tomorrow. So, you know, I'll be there. Oh uh, yeah. The it, it's either grandstand.
1: <laughs> it's, you get mail at grandstand. I do. Uh, and, I do. And then, and then you stop yep. at the Depot and, and mm-hmm. you pick up a gallon of milk. I get the news, you know, I get shirts. the latest, I get the latest I news the, from who the, the neighborhood cashier? news,
0: the name, what's going on. Hey, someone at the Depot, Several months ago the one that told me that they thought the original Comiskey Park was going to get a moment in all this construction.
1: Oh and sure okay.
0: enough, I think that's happening. Look I, I at think you. That's, uh, I think that's happening. You're
1: you're so. putting that journalism uh degree that we got. <laughs> I know finally twenty, 20 years, years ago. 20 or whatever it was
0: after the fact. Twenty years ago we yeah. graduated, and I'm using my my communications, my broadcasting journalism. Look at you. Unbelievable. You know that's You're a lesson a to everybody out there. It's just, just the long play.
1: Hey, it's the absolute don't, long don't play. ever forget that yeah, Colonel Sanders didn't make his first uh, or sell his first chicken until he was in his sixties. There you so go. There, yeah, there, yeah, who knows? Yeah, you, who knows? Investigative indeed. reporter, Nick Morawski. Yeah, man on the street.
0: Well, uh I, I'll get to something about that in a little bit too. Uh, remind me about, uh, about of a the- Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Remind me of credentials. Just remind me about credentials. Oh, okay. I want to write like that. that down. Yeah. Remind
1: um, Nick. So,
0: anyway, so Colossus got a banner, Pat, on 35th okay. Street. I mean, they're not putting banners up for guys that are going to be in Charlotte uh, playing for the, the Charlotte Knights. So, you got to think that maybe the Sox tipped their hand a little bit. Not that it was, you know, uh, not that it was a crazy situation to say uh, he was going to make the team. I mean, he's, he's hit the daylights out of the ball. Mm-hmm. He hit His third home run on Sunday of spring. I mean, his slash line is nice. He's got to clean up some things with maybe throws into second and, you know, maybe how he dives for a ball. But again, he's been serviceable out there. That's fine with me. Uh, he's been handling himself so well at the plate. So I, I thought that was pretty big. Will he won't he, I think the banner tells you, uh, well, he's going to yeah. be there in right field.
1: Well, Jerry doesn't pay for banners for guys that aren't going to be <laughs> yeah. there. Let's let be, and I wouldn't worry about any of the feeling. I mean, Daryl Boston's still here for a reason, Nick. He'll just put his hands on him and say, "This is how you play the outfield." And you want to hear Daryl
0: Boston's quote? This, this I thought was. Does he speak? He did speak. There was okay. a Daryl Boston quote in the Sun Times recently about Colossus defense in Boston City. Mm-hmm. He's not far. Uh, we've had guys way worse than that out there. <laughs> he's definitely going to be ready. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was uh that really, <laughs> that guy's you know, that's way definitely... worse.
1: they currently are still here on the team. They were <laughs> I way, way I, worse.
0: I thought that was, that was far from the ringing praise that you'd want. Uh, but Hey, I mean, he's young, man. And I don't think they're going to just hand him anything. You're, they're going to continue to make him work to get better. Uh, but with the bat, I, I don't think you can deny him.
1: <clears throat> you can't, and and he's he's uh, he is better than what they've had, which is which is a g- upgrade. Let's be honest. The the outfield is significantly upgraded with Benintendi and Loft and Colas and Wright. You've you still got Luis Robert Jr. Uh, roaming the outfield, assuming that he's cleared up the issues that he had with the vertical or whatever he was yeah. dealing with last year. Hopefully, that is past him and he returns back to a gold glove status center fielder. So the the infield or I'm sorry, the outfield is markedly better than it was last year. And I'll take a better than the terrible uh, right field that we've been used to. And, and listen, you know, guys could be well-served to, you know, you're talking about diving for balls. One of the things that I I think is almost a lost art, or maybe it's a, you know, a tough skill to learn around Maglio Ordonez didn't, Never, he never really dove for anything. If if he couldn't get to it, especially balls he was coming in on, was, was that sliding catch that you know, like you're sliding into second base, that pop slide. I think you you teach guys that type of move, avoid injury instead of diving on your belly. If you can't, I want guys to play all out but let's play smart too. If you can't make a play on it, don't be diving all over the place. (laughs) You know, keep the ball in front of you and keep guys from advancing. If you're, if you're a minus outfielder, keep the ball in front of you and let's, you know, make the proper, uh, you know, fundamentally sound plays out there and, and, and make things that'll keep the ball in front of you. If you leave your feet and diving forward or diving to the left or diving to the right, if you don't catch it, and knock it down, the ball's getting by you. You got a better chance of just getting in front of it and cutting it off.
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh that feet first slide, that has a lot to do with seeing the ball right off the bat. You know, like you're getting yep. a good break. Um, mm-hmm. If you freeze for even just a nanosecond, or maybe your first break is back, you're not going to get that baseball type of Feet for slide, you know, where and I thought Mags was just such a great outfielder. And and there's others that have made that uh their kind of thing. But if you are not seeing the ball, man, you're 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 just that's a desperation move, is yeah. to just be diving, you know, especially if you're diving forward, you just didn't see it off the bat at all, and you're trying to make up ground. So um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's almost like teaching, you know, when you're teaching young kids. You know, catching a, uh, you know, maybe catching a fly ball, and you know whether where it's at and like their their belt mm-hmm. line. You know, are you going? Are you going with your glove like 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 in a basket, or are you putting your glove up and catching it uh, more of a traditional way? Uh, it's it's that split second. You you got you can't be like handcuffed, mm-hmm. and that that'll that'll come. I think of just knowing knowing the situations, but then he's got to know a whole league outfield though. He's going to have to figure out, um, you know, man, I mean, they're playing all teams, not that he has like any background, but, you know, he's that's where you're going to get out there ahead of time. That's where Boston, if he's going to be of service, he's seen all the outfields because Boston's been around, you know, he's never going anywhere and he's been around (laughs) for a long time. So like that's where he's got to look look at Colas and say like look man these are your angles this is what you're looking for this is how the ball's going to slice and and all that stuff.
1: And it, it'll be interesting to see when when a guy like that for the first time through plays in Boston, right not Daryl Boston but in Boston <laughs> uh against the Red Sox in that right field and plays against the Dodgers with that short uh, fence that they have out in right field and the way that's cut and, and weird yep. and, you know th- there's some <clears throat> and in, in Minnesota where you've got you know the overhang uh, of that upper deck that kind of hangs over which is you know makes it strange sight lines and not traditional outfields that you're going to have so uh he's he's got a little bit of a learning curve but you know let's Let's face it, if if he's going to be somewhat of an as long as he can be athletic enough to make the routine plays, you know, and I said this about Aloy Jimenez, but Aloy just can't get out of his own way most of the time. Just, you know, play, I hate this term, but play within yourself. Know your limitations. He's he's good enough defensively just to be, you know, an above average fielder. I don't need him to be a gold glove right fielder. I don't need him to be that. I just need him to be, you know, in the alleyways, cutting off things he can cut off, keeping the ball in front of him, making the routine plays, and and, and that's about it. That's all that, again, the, the bar is very low. Weren't you talking yeah. to White Sox fans about right field? Yeah. So, I think he yeah. can do that and be reminded that you Know you're here for the majority of the reason because of the, the bat that you provide. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and, and you need to just be better than a Gavin Sheets in right field, <laughs> be better than Gavin Sheets. See this here's, guy right here? Here's, Love the, Gavin. here's wonderful, the montage wonderful person. on Gavin
0: and right field. Yeah. If you could just sit down and watch this, that's all that's your that's that's where the bar's at right now. Yeah. You just got to beat him out there and let. Hey, and and Gavin might see some time out there. I hope not, he will, but you he will.
1: Nick, he will. Not, yeah, let's not kid ourselves. He will see some time, whether it's injury or getting some. He'll, he'll need his bat in the lineup for whatever reason, or it's a he's going to get. Right? Yeah, I he's going to get see. some opportunities out there. So let's just hope that they're not, you know, in situations where it's a tight game and you're going to need defense out there. Yeah, I think he'll be put in situations to succeed, but he will be in the outfield at some point this year.
0: Well, uh, Pedro Grafaule wants versatility. You know, we're looking at this utility bench. uh, That that seems to be, and I will say bullpen too. You know, a lot of folks are calling for a guy like Nick Avilia. I call him Avilia. The Cleveland announcers last week were calling him Avila. Uh, We're going to have to wait for Gene Honda on on the ruling of how you're pronouncing this gentleman's name. But he was a Rule 5 guy this past winter. And Rick Hahn seemed to say like look I'm not going to take a rule 5 pick unless I think someone can help us uh, right now and I haven't really been impressed with what he's been doing and he's been getting a lot of he's been getting a lot of show uh, mm-hmm. guys that have kind of come on as of late like Tanner Banks is having a really good spring six innings and uh, pretty clean too uh, yep. he would he would be useful as a lefty you know we're short on lefties right now uh, Gregory Santos had one heck of a game on Friday uh, on St. Patrick's day against the cub. He's, he's throwing a hundred miles per hour for nothing but praise for this guy, but he's young. He's 23 years old. You know, I don't know if he's right now or if he's maybe later in the year or maybe at a different time, but that's, that's encouraging, you know, that we've got mm-hmm. some arms and this is what you and I always say uh, around spring training is like bullpen arms emerge. You know, they just all of a sudden kind of emerge guys win battles, guys get to show their stuff and other guys regress. You know, guys you used to be able to rely on not so much anymore, you know, like their, their, their shelf life is over. So the bullpen battle is something to watch if they take eight guys uh, right now, it could be six righties, two lefties. Uh, I, I wish that was a little different, but the utility bench situation, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. You know, Sebi Zavala is going to make the club. He's going to be your backup catcher, and he should. He has been swinging the bat well. He had a double and a home run on Sunday. He's got three home runs, I think, uh, for the spring, and his defense has improved from, from what a lot of folks are saying. Uh, so then that leaves, like, probably three position players. Um, and you, you got, I mean, Garcia is the guy that's the money man. You know, um, I'm starting to see some players that are kind of leapfrogging him a bit. Like Hanser Alberto had another good game on Sunday. He's hitting something like 450 in the spring. He's hitting for a little bit of power. Uh, You know, he could play a variety of different positions. Romy Gonzalez had his first home run on Friday against the Cubs. He had a double today against the Mariners. Uh, I don't think he's given me enough to say that, you know, he's going to be on the club right now um gavin sheets is gonna make it so so you've got gavin sheets you know he's grafoil wants versatility sheets can give you first base dh and he could probably give you some some outfield some corner outfield so sebi sheets i like alberto i really do Mm -hmm. And, and then are you saying are you saying garcia what about billy hamilton you know um I I don't, you could make such a strong argument for Billy Hamilton, the culture, the chemistry. He is, he he is a defender, man. He is not just a warm body out there. He can play defense uh, as a late, uh, late game, you know, addition, and he's got the speed and with the new rules, he could be an absolute game changer. He's not going to give you any pop whatsoever with the bat, you know? So do you, do you sacrifice that? Um, Oh boy, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the World Baseball Classic, and uh, I believe a... Yohan Manca is down on the ground.
1: Are you kidding so, me? I'm
0: not. I'm not kidding you at all. I'm so, it, as we're recording this. Oh Lord in heaven! Cuba and the USA are are playing. USA is winning thirteen to two or something like that, and I believe I just saw number ten Yohan Mankata, collide with the left fielder uh and and might be down on the ground
1: so okay well let's uh, we'll see i'll uh, see after uh, commercial break, kid, kid, now that uh now that my heart has stopped um all right yeah. well we'll we'll get back to that yeah. please report better things i will I, so. he wasn't grabbing his leg in any way shape or form was he
0: no he was like, on the ground and it, i don't know if he collided with his head or i i just here we are talking about world baseball classic and it's exciting and i <laughs> i've enjoyed it and Houston has been having some injuries and, and the mats. And I just, you know, uh we'll if you knock
1: has was I'd, I'd rather have someone uh, you know just get a little uh, his bell rung a little bit <laughs> rather than a pulled muscle or a bleak or a hamstring is that wrong of me to say i think you can come back a little better if he just had his bell rung a little bit uh, anyway it's definitely
0: Mancada. it's definitely Makata. we don't okay. know now the extent all right. of what, uh, what
1: happens so. well let, yeah. again uh, using that journalism reporting <laughs> yeah. skills thank you for keeping us updated nick uh, yep. you know, let's get back to what we were talking about before we, before bench we...
0: utility. I mean, I think that's um, the most <clears throat> intriguing situation
1: right now. Well, I, you, you brought up Billy Hamilton. I did listen to, I think it was, uh, one of the episodes this past week on lockdown socks. We yep. were talking about, uh, your buddy, James Feegan writing about this and, and yep. you know thought about who, again, filling out again, these roster spots. I, I really would love to see Billy Hamilton make this club because I think the intangibles you talked about, I'm not worried about the pop in, in the bat because hmm. let's face it. If, you, if you're if you looking for a pop in the bat from Billy Hamilton, or if you're looking for a pop in the bat from the 26 guy in your roster or whatever it is, if it's 27, what is the rosters now? You can 26. 20, 26 still. Um, if you're looking for a pop in the bat from your 26 guy, I think then you're missing something from the rest of your team. Right, I, that's not what I need. I need guys that can do different things on yeah. on, on the on the field. And Billy Hamilton, one, I, I love the fact that he can steal a base. I love the fact that you can put him in as a defensive replacement and feel relatively comfortable with him covering some ground and catching it, you know, up to things. And and I I like the fact that you have a guy like that that's a culture guy in your in your clubhouse that's going to provide you things when he's not in the game, when he's on the bench and and talking with his teammates. So that's where I would go with it, but that's maybe not the right thing. I like that thinking. I like
0: that thinking a lot. That makes sense. Um, you want somebody in your pocket kind of that, like I've got a burner, I've got somebody that could really be a disruptor late in the game in a tight game, uh, keeps everybody off balance. Um, you know, and, and he could play some defense, uh, I just feel like with Garcia is a lock pretty much because of what Mm -hmm. he's owed. It just, it hurts the whole, if Garcia wasn't a lock, man, yeah, it would be a lot easier, you know? And, and it just feels like he is not winning. He's not, he's definitely not winning a position. I don't think Garcia is doing and right at this point anywhere enough to, you know, yes, he can do a lot of different things, but, other guys have proven that they can and they're getting more praise from Grafol.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I, I think uh, a Garcia, his, his time is kind of numbered. I don't think he gets a DFA situation right now. It might take till, you know, June uh, until that kind of thing happens. But I, I, again, if it was Romy Gonzalez and he, and Romy was, you know, Okay head and shoulders above and he was, you know, showing out, it's like, okay, it makes it easy because they've been putting him in different situations and different spots on the field to be that utility guy. But because Larry Garcia is a switch hitter, he can, he can do multiple things and play multiple positions. That's probably why he's going to make this team and not Romy Gonzalez. But I'd like to see it the other way, but let's just get comfortable with the fact that it's going to happen because I, even though, Grafal has not sung his praises, even though Grafal, it's not his guy. The money, the year left, all the things I just mentioned is leads me to believe that he's making this club.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked to Herb Lawrence uh from CHGO, former locked on White Sox host, good friend of this uh podcast as well. And he all but said that, you know, in our conversation last week. Like Luri Garcia is on this team. So mm-hmm. Um, just the, the way, though, that certain guys like Hans or Alberto are, are playing, th- there is some competition there. There are some people, some utility guys that are definitely leapfrogging what Lurie's given you at this point. So um, in terms of pitching, Dylan Cease was added on Sunday. Uh, like what I saw, you know, four innings uh, it was shaky the first inning, but really settled down uh, broadcasters were talking about stuff in the 95, 96 mile per hour range. Um, there was a guy mic'd up for the Mariners and he was commenting on when Cease would throw a slider, just the difference that that 95, 96 mile per hour fastball is like, like that Mm. range of speed and what the eye has to get used to. And I think that's just such a great point of of how you kind of can lull people to sleep with your off-speed stuff um, and then, bam, punch them in the mouth. But I, I do, Pat, and, and, you know, let's talk about this for a second. I think in general for Dylan Cease, though, this year, the game plan from the opposition is to attack Cease early. You don't want to get two strikes, uh, on you know, and, and because Dylan Cease then has got an array of different things that he could slice you up with. I think it's jump on Cease early, uh, and and that could be a good or a bad thing. That that might limit some of uh, Dylan Cease's uh, pitches. There might be more, more balls in play, not as many strikeouts. Um, and I'm wondering if you know that gets that will frustrate him to a point where you know he is going to try. You know, because I think by nature he wants to be that strikeout pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if Ethan Katz gets in his ear and says, "Hey, if they're going to if they are going to." Uh, help extend your time during a game by getting them self out or swinging at pitches early like let them yeah we got defense behind you you know i just i just think there's going to be a specific game plan for him
1: i i i i respect your opinion but i would do the other way if i was if i was you know talking to my lineup you know dylan cease is the guy that still walks a lot of people right hmm. and and he's shown in the past, outside of last year, to pile up the pitches before the fifth inning or so. So if you want to get to a Dylan Cease, you know you're not going to get many pitches to hit anyway. I think I would praise, you know, to my guys, patience. If you, get, if you get struck out, you get struck out. But I would ask them, pile up as many pitches on him to get him out of the game sooner rather than later. So I understand your point. But knowing that he's still, you know, not proven to to be a guy that's, you know, going to limit his walks, I would go the other way. Hmm. I would say let's let's work him as much as we can. We get outs in in the early innings, fine. But we'd rather have Dylan Cease out of the the ball game in the fifth inning rather than him going deep into the seventh. You know, probably not the eighth anymore. Not in this day and age. But you know, into the seventh inning.
0: Yeah, that uh, that is something he has to to clean up. He throws a lot of pitches, and you know if a slider's not on, and he's trying to force that slider, uh, he can rack up the walks. Uh, that got him into trouble in that Kansas City start, and he's only gotten better with every start. So uh, that, that's something to watch. Uh, good good news is that he is feeling healthy. Uh, he feels like he's on track. Um, I don't think he's been as sharp as he would like, but. You know, he's still ramping up a little bit. Uh, Kopech got, you know, his second start on Saturday against the Dodgers. I didn't think he looked as clean at all uh, than the last, than the uh, his first start, which was the last time we were talking against the Angels. Uh, better lineup with the Dodgers for sure. Um, you know, he, he seemed to be working on a couple things. Again, I don't think he's given up an earned run at all this mm-hmm. is all nitpicky stuff um i don't think he felt as gassed because of the pitch clock getting used to that uh, it, in in reading some of his quotes he still sounds like mm, the knee is not a 100% you know yeah. like like i'm still almost rehabbing uh, I, the wording the how he phrases things leads me to believe that he might not be like all systems go, yeah, uh, but the arm seems to be there.
1: Well, that's interesting, Nick. He, he probably can't let it fly the way he wants to, and there's some things to think about too with these guys, like a cease, like a Copec, that have devastating breaking stuff. When you're pitching out in Arizona where the, the air is a little bit thinner, it's not going to bite as much as it will when you get to Chicago. Now you're going to have a difference in temperature when you get here. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to find the grip. So this early on, how the pitchers had to have to navigate going from Arizona where the ball is going to be, you know, a little bit flatter than it will be here when you get back up to Chicago. But your grips is not going to be as good because your hand's going to be colder. So this first part of the year for pitchers is going to be, you know, a little bit trial and error. Even though you tell me, you know, when you pitched, and obviously through your high school and college career, You've always pitched in cold weather because that was the season yeah. you played in was was early spring you weren't playing in July so you were always pitching in cold weather did was that an advantage for you or was that tougher for you uh, in terms of working through a game because obviously it's not fantastic for a hitter to be standing up in the box when it's 35 degrees so you know you know which who yeah. has the more of the advantage early on in the season
0: I thought pitchers had the advantage, you know, it's cold coming off the bench, you know, you, you, you really, with metal bats, you know, that's the other thing in in high school that you can kind of play to your advantage. You know, nobody wants to get stung like that in the cold weather. You know, if you're in on somebody's hands uh, it's tough to go from, you know, a resting position to a swinging position. That's just, you know, the nature of things. So I, I thought, you know, I kind of had the advantage. They don't want to swing, you know, it's cold. Uh, but I thought breaking stuff for me was better when it was warmer, you know, yeah. it was a little, when it was just a little, you know, it was warmer out and uh, I, there, there was a tackiness uh, yeah. to, to the air, so to speak. Now, uh, maybe others will tell you different, but you're also, you know, you got to get loosened up as a pitcher. You know, that mm. that was something that was a little difficult Uh, But once you get into a groove and you're and you're, you know, you're got you're getting a good sweat going, um, you know, throwing pitches and repeatable motion like the the cold weather doesn't bother you too much. Hmm. It it really doesn't. Um, You know, again, like I just I think that man pitching in Chicago in the Chicagoland area, it's and then now playing Major League Baseball in cold weather after being in Arizona for so long. That's why I think it is. It is difficult, man. In, in mm. April, it's an adjustment for some of these players, yeah. and some of these players that you know did not grow up in the United States, did not play baseball in the United States. They didn't. They didn't go to college in the United States. Like it's. It is, man. It is. It is difficult. Yeah. Um, you know. That's why I think you see a lot of players like that just are slow. Are slow into the season. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know.
1: Well. It'll be interesting to see again, I, I I went off on a tangent there, and I appreciate the insight. but I, I, I'm with you and like it's like it's a little bit concerning with with Michael Kopeck. and it doesn't seem like he's letting it fly. But I'm okay giving him a little time to work through this process and and not try and push it too hard, so it's a re-injury type of thing. I want this to be really a jumping off point for Michael Kopeck of a season and get to the point where he's just kind of building on certain things so i'm um, a uh, start by start month by month basis it's like okay i've overcome that thing now my knee feels more like 100 percent. now let's see if i can push it a little bit more and just kind of doing those building blocks up to the point yeah. where hopefully he's the pitcher that we we brought in here when we traded for him and and he's more of of the top line starter that we've been hoping for that we've seen in glimpses and, yeah. and we want to see that guy that we saw in 2021 that was coming out of the bullpen. We want to see that guy every fifth day uh, starting for us and really just be an electric starter. 30-plus 30, 30 starts,
0: 180 innings. Boy, if you can get something like that from Kopech, it would be such a game-changer to the starting rotation. Um, Mike Clevenger, uh threw on Friday against the Cubs. He had a rough out and gave up a couple home runs. Um his second start uh, of the spring. And it sounded like he was, man, he was really just doing sequence stuff. He he was mm. just working on things and trying to throw, you know, change ups and stuff to lefties and then to righties. And he had a whole explanation of what he was trying to do. It was extremely spring training worthy of this is just a laboratory for me. Um, I, I'm just trying different stuff out because we haven't done it before. And, and it didn't really work. You know, he got tagged mm. a few times. Uh, from his quotes, he's, he got up to, I think, 65 pitches, which is what he wants. He thinks maybe 80, uh, his next start. And then it's like all systems go after that. So, you know, he's, he seems to be healthy. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it wasn't a very sharp uh, outing at all. And, you know, he's one of those guys uh, that got flagged for his rotation as being a, a balk or it was an illegal uh windup. Hmm. I should say um not rotation but like you know his windup uh, the commissioner's office was like that's one of the ones we're we're cracking down on. So he's kind of had to learn a new rhythm, uh, hmm. a new windup and he looked really herky-jerky. I mean he's normally kind of herky-jerky in his windup but he really looked like you know toe tap and stuff. And and he looked like he was trying to find himself of like, what, you know, what is going to be, um, you know, what's going to be my repeatable motion. So we still have time there.
1: Yeah. Work it out here. I'm I, I'm okay. I'm okay with guys are, are working on stuff and it's well known. It's known by your teammates. It's known by everybody involved. So you don't have like this panic attack of, Oh my God, this is what it's going to be. This is a great time to work all that stuff out. That's why nobody should really get all hot and bothered about wins and losses right now in spring training. I don't get too hot and bothered about guys if they get tagged or I don't get too uh, high or too low at this time of year. It's not really all that work. It's not worth it really. It's like get healthy, make sure you're hearing the right things, right? Like you, it's like, okay, I was working on this today. Didn't really uh, trying to get this going and it just wasn't breaking the way I wanted it to, but now I've kind of learned from that. This is this yeah. is what it's all about, right, Nick? So uh, again, I don't know if Cleverger is going to be a fantastic starter for us. I don't really know what the future holds for him. Mm-hmm. He's here. He's with this team. He's our fifth starter as it is right now. Let's hope that he can be. Uh, let's the bar is low, right? Can you yeah. be better than Dallas Keigel, Just like Oscar Colas. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're, can you be better than Gavin Sheets yeah. in the in the outfield? It's like, okay, here's what we had from Dallas Keuchel, Mike Clevenger. Can you be somewhat better than this guy? And yeah. I think uh, if he is, you know, if he is, then then we're in, in for a real treat, Nick.
0: Yeah, I uh, – hey, uh, you can break camp with some healthy pitching. You know, we didn't have that last year. Lance Lynn was uh, sidelined. We got him late. And uh, obviously the bullpen is kind of a work in progress right now. Uh, because of the crochet situation, and obviously Liam Hendricks uh, in in a battle, and wishing him well as always. Uh, so, I, I I do think you know you're gonna you're gonna rely on your bullpen. I think more than you think in April and in May, because pitchers mm-hmm. are gonna still be trying to get their legs, um, and they might not be giving you very many innings. And you're yeah. gonna have to you're gonna have to rely on a bullpen that uh, there's some question marks right now for this White Sox uh, team. Uh, offensively, you know, I like what I've seen. Some guys are starting to come around, uh, again, not a lot of injuries. Like we'll wait to see what we hear about with Mankata. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Berger's going to get some time now. He's been swinging the bat boy. He continues to hit the baseball. Um, Andrew Vaughn, uh, you know, that's one of the only few injury reports that we've gotten as of, as of late, he's missed some time because of lower back stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't been playing as of late. Graffold doesn't sound very, con, you know, uh, concerned. He took some ground balls on Sunday. You know, if it was a regular season game or it mattered, he'd probably be in there. Uh, but then is he, is he pushing an issue? You know, is he going to mm-hmm. play through some lower back thing? That's only going to get worse as the season goes on. He had some back inflammation at the end of last season, uh, he's had some hip issues. He's had, you know, uh leg soreness because of all of his outfield play, but the back has been something that we've flagged. Like if that back can be right, boy, he, the sky's the limit. And that worries me a little bit hearing about, you know, some back soreness from, from Andrew Vaughn right now.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it, Nick, especially since it's been a reoccurring uh, discussion with, with the back. And, you know, I'm no doctor. I didn't you know. That's not a, you know, breaking news or anything, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that the back will affect everything else in your body, right? If you're, if your you know, forearm hurts, it's, it's, you can probably still function in other ways and, and you can work around that. But if you got a creaky back, it's gonna, it's gonna affect everything that you do, um, on, a, on the, fo- on the field. So, uh, that's a little bit of a concern for me, Nick. Uh, it's just something to watch. I, I hope it's, just more precautionary than anything else but the fact that he's having some back problems in spring it's not not the greatest of news in the world but um you know again it's not the first time we've heard it either so could be spring aches and pains you know he's played a lot of games
0: grafol sounds like hey we like what we're seeing he likes mm-hmm. what he's seeing this the the swing is right it's just i I don't like hearing that like now that has been a reoccurring thing. Like it's mm-hmm. like, it's popping up. Like, I don't know. Like Romy Gonzalez hit some soreness. Uh, he missed a handful of games, but came back, hit, hit a home run on Friday, hit a double on Sunday. So uh, maybe it's something along those lines,
1: you know? Well, it's again, there's no, there's no reason to push guys, especially guys that are going to be on the ball club. Right. Yeah. You know, Andrew Vaughn is making, he's going to be on this club. So, Let's uh, let's go. Okay, we don't really need to see you every day. I don't need to see you. I know what you can do. So if you've got a problem, let's let's get you some rest and get it now. Um, you know, m- rather than when the let season starts, now yeah. let it happen now. Yeah. Let's kind of work it out and get you stretched out. You know, there's no reason to push it. Again, we 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 know the book on you. We know what you're going to provide. You're starting uh, in the lineup, and you're going to probably be playing first base most often.
0: So I I teased some stadium stuff with the banners. So the the banners are up on 35th Street. You know, there's going to be some other stuff happening over the next several days as they're they're finalizing all the construction work that they've done in Lot B. And if you've driven past the stadium, specifically Lot B, which is a very popular lot, you'll Mm -hmm. find at the south end uh, of the lot, there is a lot of astroturf. There's a lot of turf that they put on that is... That is not something that we've seen. A lot of concrete, a lot of asphalt in that area. Not sure what the grand plan is for it, but uh, aesthetically, it looks very, very different. And and there does look to be like a little cement wall uh, surrounding the old Comiskey Park uh, area. And there's hmm. bollards around all of that, like you couldn't even get have access with a car now uh, to get past that. So. A different look. It's going to be it's going to be very different as you're walking through that area, and that again is the area you would go to, um, the Shaysacks Grill, and you know obviously you can enter the stadium that way, and then the Sports Depot's over there as well, and it's a very popular lot to tailgate, uh, Lot B, so. Uh, that stuff fascinates me as do the new like food and drink items that are always going to be, uh, rolled out. I am trying to, to get to, to this event on Wednesday to get some credentials uh, to...
1: oh, that's what I had to write my note down to ask Nick <laughs> yeah. about, this. I can cross so, this off my list. Yeah. All right. Cross this. So mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I'm, i might be able to go to this event and on Wednesday, I think it's happening this Wednesday, March 22nd, mm-hmm. they're going to unveil. Uh, At the stadium, probably like the um, uh, the, at the club level or wherever the restaurant is, all of the new offerings that they're going to have. So. I'm gonna see if I can get get an insight. Uh,
1: look at you. Look. So, yeah. so have you seen uh, has the items been announced or are these no. going to be like unveiled? Like I have not heard the.
0: the... Uh, I haven't heard the uh, the items yet. That okay. that usually happens like the day before or the day, mm. and then you'll start hearing seeing pictures from folks that have media access. So I'm I'm trying I'm trying to see if I. Can so use you've
1: it. been you've been to a lot of ballparks, Nick. You've yeah. been to out of. Out of what, no, what there's got to be what third maybe 30 ballparks right across major yeah. league does anybody share anything anymore nobody shares anything whatever it is you've been to a lot of ballparks let's say 20 yeah. plus is that fair
0: uh yeah yeah okay. i've seen i've seen i think the sacks in 18 different ballparks and then i've gone to a couple ballparks where the, when just to see a baseball game the sacks weren't playing but you know i went to the ballpark
1: is there a particular item that you saw at a different ballpark? That you'd say that'd be fantastic for for us to have at a, as a concession item. Is there one thing uh, that you go, whoa, I, that would be gr-. like, okay, now we've we've got nachos in a helmet. Maybe we do nachos inside of a of a of a baseball bat bag. It's <laughs> like a whole bag of nachos. What about just, you know, like tortilla wheel chips around. that like
0: are like shaped like baseballs and they have nacho cheese in the baseball. Oh, you just yes. eat them like, like a hand fruit uh, and you just, you know, eat them like an apple.
1: Well, um, that'd be know, a little Steve, messy. You'd have to do it in like oh, one, yeah. one bite.
0: Okay, be, so bite size. Pop, yeah, be like pop
1: them in your mouth. Well, just you ever like, see like, a lion eat an ostrich egg? That's what oh, it would be like. Sure. Watch the Discovery Channel; you'll mm-hmm. be, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just, it's just on loop. If yeah. <laughs> I if I go to the Discovery Channel and in the first ten minutes I don't see a
0: lion eating an ostrich egg, you'll know. You'll hear it from me. Yeah, I will, okay. you will. Get a text. I can't from me.
1: wait. Um, you have got nothing yeah. going on.
0: Yeah, you on know, nothing. Um, I, you know, it's so geographical. Like, uh, you know, uh, Pittsburgh had some really great barbecue. They had some really mm-hmm. good. So does Kansas City. How about some of the some some of the barbecue at Kansas City? Um, uh, Pittsburgh had the pierogies. Uh, Baltimore's got you know like like the crab fries with the um, you know that that's all stuff that you know is is specific to their to their region. I don't know yeah. if it would hit if you brought it over, uh, you know, to the to Sox Park. You know, people yeah. might not get you know, too into it. Like we're so, I mean, like bacon wrapped sausages and, you know, we're, we're, you know, beef oriented and uh, the, the Comiskey burger, which I think is one of the best burgers you're going to find at a ballpark. Um, that seems to be the driving force. I think it's different, you know, regionally um, it's more of, I like going and like going to the stadium and saying, what's the thing, you know, what's the thing to get here? Yeah, You know, that, that makes, your area, your city, your your ballpark so unique, and and yeah. I don't know if it would if it would translate bringing it you know to well to
1: if Park. I know anything about this this ball club and that stadium we the food they get right yeah you know, yes the, sometimes the things on the field don't don't work and the and the decision making in the off season doesn't always pan out but usually and no pun intended they hit it out of the ballpark when it comes to the food selection so i'm interested to see i hope you get a credential and i, yeah. I hope that, like it's gonna be like remember when you got married did you get to go like do like the, the food tasting before your did you do that for your uh, um, reception or no yeah
0: i think i think we did definitely cake i think we yeah, like tasted like some of the tasting? product um okay uh, we had, well we had cupcakes so i think we got like a dozen cupcakes to take home and
1: could and have been ate. the best part about getting married is the food tasting and the, and the cake yep. tasting. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I love you Katie. She'll yeah. never watch this never mm-hmm. or listen to yep. this but I do love my wife. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. That is a joke and you're a
0: jokester. So I it am all a joke, makes sir. it just all makes sense. Um yep. so we'll see what happens but you know this time of year there's always, you know, they always roll out all the new food and bev stuff and uh, so uh, those, those things are happening. It's exciting, man. I mean, we're, and, we're and Tuesdays,
1: Tuesday is going to be $5, yeah, so we five dollar have our, items. Our, our yeah. hot dog eating contest. You and me yeah. just staring each other yeah. down. Yeah. Like two cowboys in the street and you know, like a duel yeah. happening
0: $5 uh, hot dogs, $5, uh 16 ounce Miller light and Medello. <laughs> oh, Tuesday's going to get, is going to get weird. Uh Normally in the left, like left center bleachers, it's been it's been getting kind of getting kind of weird on mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, there's been uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I think I think Tuesdays it's going to get
1: Tuesdays, a new Saturday. Yeah, it could be. You've Tuesday's heard it. New yeah, Saturday.
0: You, you heard it here. Uh, it
1: could be in the summer. So, absolutely. So, uh, just bank on just clear the the guest bedroom now for me on, yep. on Tuesday nights. I'm just going to sleep yep. over. Yeah. How's that sound?
0: I'm completely fine with it. Uh, okay. I also have like a tent we could put in the, just in the backyard. Oh, uh, If you just the need to air out a Can't little bit. It. Yeah, <laughs> right. City
1: rats. Yeah, city rats. Uh,
0: city it. rats. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll figure something out for you. Uh, I'll <laughs> garage or something. At least let
1: me come in and use the bathroom.
0: Oh, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll figure something out. Um, no, it's, it's uh, what are we, about two weeks away from the home opener? So. Yeah uh 10 10 days 11 days from opening day uh this is uh this is happening here so uh yeah world, world baseball classic will wrap up i you know i liked what i saw from lance Lynn this past weekend uh you know tim anderson's been um you know cooling off a little bit but playing some second base which you know i don't know what can happen in the future uh but Uh, that's been a positive
1: sign. Well, it would be great. Uh, It would have been great if this organization would have, you know, opened up the pocketbook and, and, you know, went big on one of these high price shortstops that would, you know, have been available over the last couple of years. And you tell your all-star shortstop that, Hey, maybe second base would be fantastic for you to be better for the team. But uh, there's some short-sightedness uh, when, when it comes yeah. to uh, the organization and the general manager that runs it, or maybe he's hand-strung and he can't do anything anyway. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a whole separate uh, – we've covered it, but I'm sure we're, it's not going to be the last time that we're going to talk about uh, different issues uh, with the wallet, especially coming to the trade deadline. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm worried this team's going to be in contention and we're not going to, we're not going to really go for it. And by contention, uh, I mean, division really.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, my new motto is expect nothing, hope for the best. I, I'm there not going to put my hopes on, on big moves being made. Let's just uh, hope that the team that we have uh, lives up to expectations. Uh,
0: hopefully next time, Pat, uh, we talk, we're talking about health. Uh, hopefully things go well with Mankata. I'll have to, we'll have to find out, um, you know, so it was the last thing I wanted to see as we were recording. Um, I mean, it's a thirteen to two game as as we are recording in the eighth inning, and uh, it was that score when that happened. He went, he went running out from third base and collided with the left fielder coming in. I mean, that's the left fielder's ball every single time. Uh, so uh, I just, you know, I hope it's not a knee.
1: I hope it's not just something tore up. On a scale of one to ten, how bad was it?
0: well i, I How saw, did it look I a saw well all I did was I like I looked up and I saw him laying on the ground and that's a 10 you know yeah like it, it like kind of the rolling on his mm. back like you know look looked like he was in some agony and people around him and someone fl- like waving in the trainer you know that's never you know <laughs> That's
1: okay. That's never what
0: you want to see. No, no. So, but it could be, uh, you know, just one of those kind of for effect. I don't know. World stage. The wind got knocked out of them.
1: Maybe it's very well.
0: That very well could happen. Let's
1: hope it's the wind.
0: The beauty is that people are going to be listening to this like in four days. And they're gonna be like, what are those knuckleheads? Why do they spend so much time on my, we know (laughs) we, (laughs) we already know the situation. So so. we just apologize. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. Well, yeah, hopefully next time uh, we're, 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 we're counting down, man. Uh, I think we're going to have our predictions or season predictions. Uh, It'll be our last uh, episode before opening day. So we will really, yeah, get your, get your numbers ready. Uh, You know, we're, this is going to be it. It's the countdown.
1: It's happening, buddy. I yep. can't wait to get to this season and and talk about real games on a consistent basis. Let's hope that other people stay healthy throughout this season, uh, uh, the spring training season, the World Baseball Classic, and yep. uh, and and this team is, you know, giving us some some reasons to believe and get excited early
0: on. You got it. You got it, buddy. Always a pleasure talking White Sox with you, my friend.
1: Yeah, let's do it again next Sunday. What do you say?
0: I love it. I love it. Folks, uh, thank you for joining us. On our YouTube channel, subscribe to that channel. Uh, check out these uh, these live shows, uh, usually on Sunday nights. You can find the audio, of course, of this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Uh, keep passing along to other Sox fans in your life. We appreciate that. Find us on Twitter, at GoodGuysTV. We've got a Facebook fan page for Pat Hester. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.